on last week's Irrevelations. Saul is a f- badass. Saul is sleeping as the king of this people, right? Huge group of people. He's sleeping out on the battlegrounds, out chasing his prey right. with his with his spear stuck in the ground next to his head. And he's like, we don't hurt handsome men, you guys. He's like, CPS is on the way over here. Shut the f*** up. I'm going to make you some ham and eggs. You're locked in here with me. They're like, is that guy? That's David, right? Like, yeah, he kills a lot of us. Like, is he just walking around town? And I'm just going to say real quick. That young man is probably going to have a pretty hefty therapy bill down the line. David just walks in. Hey, man, can I have some land? And uh, Akash is just looking at his wife like, yeah. She, he comes to her and she goes, hey, don't you know what's been going on around here, though? Uh, Saul has cut off the mediums and the spirit is from the land. She's like, I'm not even allowed to be around here. Um, are you setting a trap for me? Are you a f- cop? David, famous for killing Goliath the Philistine, still carrying the man's sword, just walking around the Philistines like, hey, guys, what's up? Killed a bunch of Jews later and they just f- chest bump. F- David, you piece of shit. Before we turn to the world, I would like to see this. I can't be a big blessing to people if I'm poor and broke and depressed and I don't feel good about myself. Blessed are they which are persecuted for righteousness. I believe in a literal burning Bible hell just as strongly as I believe in a beautiful heaven. No, no, no. Not God bless America. God damn America. The Bible means a lot to me, but I don't want to get into specifics. Pray this simple prayer. Lord, speak to me. I hope you get turned into a sex doll. Did you see? <laughs> you saw that article I sent you? That's my Did ultimate. you read it? Yeah, I did. Uh, I have I have a three-part take. Okay, all right. Let me, let, let me sum it up here. You introduce it. Uh, here's an opinion piece from The Guardian. Uh, by Ginny Kleeman. Should we ban sex robots while we have the chance? Um, uh, basically stating that there is a new sex robot coming out called Roxy with three X's uh, from the company True Companion. Uh, well, you can read a, the article if that's what you think. It's a controversial frigid Ferris setting, a mode in which she has been programmed to resist sexual advances, which will Same. allow men to act out rape fantasies. Yeah. Uh, Everyday Sexism Laura Bates describes her as the sex robot that's yours to rape for just $10,000. Yeah, well, first off, she doesn't actually exist. It's a gimmick. Yeah, Um, I know. The sophistication of the technology behind Roxy marks a step forward for robotics. For human society, it's an unquestionable regression. All right, don't read the whole article. Let's give our input. No one cares about facts and logic. (laughs) Let's give our feelings. All right. All right, here's what I think. First off, children, uh, child sex robots have already been banned. Right. Do you agree with that? We, we, we've talked about this on the podcast, and no, I don't agree with it. I, I think it's fucking stupid. Do you think that I should be able to let's say you, that I've, let's say I've got some frolicking children in my front yard. They're my okay. kids. All right. And you drive by in your van, your panel van, okay. and you take some photos and you take them down to the sex robot engineer and he reconstructs an exact replica of all my children so that you can have a char- uh, an orgy with my sex robot children. All right. That's fine. I don't know if it's, it's not cool. Is that cool? But I think it should be legal. <laughs> I wouldn't, I wouldn't, I, par- like, I wouldn't party with that guy. I definitely would, I definitely would fight to the death to, Protect his right for. I would fight to the death to kill him. (laughs) (laughs) 
Uh, we, we talked about this. I think, I think, so the article, basically, one, it's a bunch of sensationalist bullshit. The, the, the sex robot doesn't even fucking exist. Correct. But so one day just, it will. They're just clutching their pearls at the future. Well, that, that's made out, that's made out clearly in the article. That Switching it, there's with nothing fucking like rock and this roll, yet. the same fucking article. They're not, it doesn't exist yet. And, like you just said, forget the children one. If anyone has a sex robot, I'm going to be like, I'm weird. good. Yeah, yeah like, right. I don't want to. Yeah, I don't, I don't want to be friends. With I don't you, know. Really. I mean, I think sex robots are weird. And honestly, I think that like, um, God, what's that other the, the pocket pussies and shit? Yeah, that's too much. That's just, just too a, much. What just, the fuck, yeah, man? Jerking off is can't A-OK. do the job. Yeah, the hell's that about? I mean, pocket pussy is one thing. That's just like a boy dildo. Yeah, right. Yeah. It's still though. It's really easy for dudes. I mean, to I remember when down. I was super flexible from wrestling. I considered trying to suck my own penis. Oh, yeah. And I just thought to myself, this is too much. Like, what, what, what do I... Like, this is- it's one of those things that that's, I would imagine if you did pull it off. Right. You'd be like, yeah, yeah, this is awesome. And then you would just die of shame as soon as it was over. <laughs> like, the, the, like the, just the, just come puddled on your chin. Uh, the, post, <laughs> like, the, the, the post-coital shame, I feel, on a normal orgasm is pretty not- fucking bad. I don't know, imagine if it, it's just be like in my own mouth. And I then you're staring... For kidding. Or an... Or in this case, you're staring into the lifeless eyes of a sex doll. <laughs> I'm like, this is ten thousand dollars. I could have got a fucking, I could have got a fucking Kia. Like, what the fuck am I doing I f- with my life? I feel like instead of making it, them illegal, if they just made everyone jerk off before you could click purchase, it right. would never, they would never sell. Because <laughs> you're like, what am I doing here? How did I, think, I get to this I website? Think, I think, I think it would, be, I think purchases would drop completely if you were forced to like post a selfie with it. They're like, Ooh, listen, we got to do no, some word about dude, the fucking others. Okay, I just went to a video game convention today, and let me tell you, <laughs> there's no such thing as shame for some people. <laughs> <laughs> I promise I, you. Um, I did like this art. I mean, I, I I thought it was an interesting article just for some of the questions it poses, and I want us to address some of them now. Yeah. Basically, uh, the, this this journalist, and I'm fucking, you can't see the quotation marks, but they are there, uh, states that sex robots exist purely to satisfy their owners. Is any sexual relationship healthy if it's only ever about one person's pleasure? And I'd say, I would say... Maybe. Generally, no. <laughs> I, would, I would say generally, no. Um, uh, I think with another human being, I would say no. Well, yeah. I mean, I don't know. If you, if you talk to any uh, old fart at the fucking, uh, like with a Palmia hat on, he'll tell you, yeah, that's the only way it's supposed to be. You know, ask any boomer. Oh, uh, yeah. yeah. You know, <laughs> is there any me. other way? <laughs> yeah, this is for me. Any boomer's wife. Anyway, um, but I don't know. I mean, we're talking about an inanimate fucking object. I don't get it. Even if it's like You're an AI. Fucking object. Oh, Jesus. Sorry. Even if it's that's got the Ambrose joke. I'm sorry. Yeah. Even if it's got AI in it, and it's just like, notice me, Simpai. Oh, you're hurting me, or whatever the fuck it's been programmed to say. Uh, I don't know. It's just it, it's like asking if me and my hand is a fucking uh, uh, well, healthy no. sexual relationship. Your hand can't. You can't convince yourself that your hand is a woman trying to stop you from raping her so <laughs> you obviously I, never heard of the I stranger promise. okay good good joke no but honestly we have to say that th- this is why black mirror exists right because okay. it's to, to propose these ideas of like okay we never thought of this when we were making laws <laughs> no, and God. shit and my my knee-jerk reaction to all this is like yeah of course it should be legal it's, it's a fucking piece of plastic or silicone right. or whatever but there is definitely something to be said about like i mean is that 
going to be cathartic or is it going to help someone build up to an actual rape? Like, I don't know. And obviously you can't do like pre-thought crime or what have you, but right. it's tough, man. It's, it's tougher than just being like, yeah, freedom. Like, I, do, you, do you think if they marketed a doll that specifically gives you a realistic uh, experience of stabbing a hooker, would you, would you think that should be legal? No. Like it just bleeds just, and screams that you can, you know, that you can stab as many times as you want. If we put I that to know, market, man. the revelation no, is all. Can be, I, don't, I don't think that could be legal. <laughs> Would that be legal? Do you think that'd be no, fine? I don't know. No. <laughs> I kind of no. wonder. I don't know. Like, I think. I think. I, I think it enters like a moral territory that's kind of gray. I don't know. The I would say gray to the point of like it's easier to just make it illegal, and then the people <laughs> who really want to fight for it can come out, so we can go ahead and arrest them. Like, <laughs> We're going to march on Washington, all eight of us, with our and trucker just a, hats and shit. There's just like. a platoon of soldiers waiting for you. <laughs> Do you know what I did figure? So I didn't have a lot of time to go over this article and really think about it, right? So right. F- fair warning, I've given all of 15 minutes of thought to this before I started taking hot takes all over the place. Um, what I will say is I figured out a possible solution solution to the whole conundrum. What we should do is you have to get a license that's based <laughs> that no no that's based solely on how ugly you are. Okay. Like I'm not talking like me. Like I can't have one. I'm yeah, I'm not a, a I'm an ugly boy. guy. But yeah. no no no. I'm, I get it. I'm not I'm not the hottest guy on the block. But I can pull. I can at least pull something. You know what I'm saying? Right. right yeah. I'm talking if happen. you are if you're just a fucking dog, right? <laughs> if you're a fucking and it's like if you're an some act fucking Shrek looking like basement <laughs> troll. <laughs> yeah. Then it's like, well, I'll be honest with you. I went and saw. Unfortunately, I got invited to see um, <laughs> one of the Dragon Ball movies that just came out in yeah. theaters, and it was the yeah. worst, smelliest fucking experience of my life. And oh. I was like, if these people could just have a sex doll and never leave their homes, I'd be okay with that. I'd, I, I, I welcome that future. Yeah, but also, I could just as easily argue for putting them down. <laughs> okay. I don't. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> just easy. Oh, man. Uh, it posed another question I thought was interesting. Uh, I mean, I don't know. I guess maybe, maybe we already addressed it, but can sex with robots ever be consensual? And I was like, I, guess, well, I, I don't know. This woman feels str- more strongly about yes. these robots as people than the fucking people having sex with them. I don't think she does. I think you're. that's not a fair point to take. Mm-hmm. I think that a better question is, will we get to a point where they are too real? Like I know we're not even we're not even on the brink of AI being that smart or anything, but right. at some point, man, it's gonna be a big yikes. If he'd <laughs> like fucked that robot in Ex Machina, would that have been consensual? Oh, yeah. See, I I would say no. I mean, yeah. it's consensual. She's like, yeah, Daddy, give it. Oh, to me. sure, sure, sure. I think, yeah. but but if like, that robot raped the guy, uh, Gleason's character, would that that's be, fine? That'd that's be fine. fine. <laughs> Is that even a rape at that point, or is it just? No. Uh, is it like when you it's sit just, on a cucumber? It's operator. It's operator malfunction. <laughs> That's just a fucking bug. It's yeah, don't a, put your hand in a toaster, idiot. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I think. I think maybe the larger question is: Do you think that essentially the last sort of general theme that this author posits is that it's sort of a that it will cause a general decline in culture and humanity i guess in people like basically stating they're they, they, they alternate state, to japan they state as a fact <laughs> yeah they state as a fact that porn that children who grow up with porn treat women worse or are less capable of engaging in healthy sexual relationships 
Um, do you think that sex robots will negatively affect humanity's ability to like maintain healthy relationships? I could see it that totally being a possibility. I'm not going to say that it's off the table or it's like or going to happen. Yeah. yeah, like I could see it happening. Why not? I don't care. I guess. Um, okay. Which is which is me speaking from a point of privilege that it wouldn't really affect me, <laughs> you know. Like what would it have to do with me? Yeah, I guess. So I feel like if it's, I, I feel like if we're worried about the kind of people that would spend 10k on a sex robot and being like, yeah, but what about their ability to interact with women? I don't think the kind of people that would spend 10k on a sex robot are interacting with women. Well, Unless we're talking about the kind of people that go to like that like for their tendies. I feel like the kind of people that keep uh, like the bunny ranches and shit in business, you know, where they that's all they do with their leisure money is like 10K is not crazy. You take out a loan. Um, There's definitely going to be people almost on the poverty line that would do that. I would reckon. Is it like is it like the difference between uh, leasing and owning to like, like, you know, for 10K, you could definitely have a string of hookers to last you a very long time. Yeah. I wonder well, what would last the other longer, the hardware shit. on a sex robot or... I mean, they're going to be... A, let's face hookers. it. If sex robots become sophisticated, they're going to be part of the Internet of Things, right? They're going to be <laughs> plugged in all the time. You're going to be taking their data, right? Right. Uh, it's going to get weird fast. There was. I went to the comment section, obviously, because that's where usually the best shit is. And someone was talking about, like, pretty soon they're going to figure out a way to... You know, some scientist is going to figure out a way to put, like... a eggs in there and you can fertilize them through your sex robot and i was like oh boy <laughs> this is awesome <laughs> probably i think that would make sense a little silicon chick if we can figure out how to make embryos viable in like a laboratory it's only a matter of time before we're just like well fucking uh, it's an attachment to your fridge or whatever you know yeah. <laughs> like i hope whatever it is that we come up with that's that's on those lines and i've say this without an ounce of of irony sarcasm anything right i hope whatever that is that somehow it turns on us and wipes us out like, <laughs> always always calling for uh mass extinction and genocide that's yeah. the revelations podcast we agree on yeah, that yeah, yeah 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 um, we're basically just the bible but in a different light yeah. you can say <laughs> i don't want nobody to get raptured <laughs> we're all going um, out yeah. Speaking of, yeah, uh, speaking of that, in case you I don't wondering, have a segue. <laughs> in case you like just saw an ad and then you're like popping and like, what am I listening to? Uh, you're listening to the Revelations <laughs> podcast. Yeah, we're advertising now. Um, that's a big deal. I'm Grant DeVoiced. I'm Cole Deluski. And we're the podcast that uh, reads the Bible so you don't have to. Everything you just heard has nothing to do with the show at all, but what we're about to talk about does. And that is what the... Uh, 29th chapter of First Samuel, I believe we're picking yeah, up on. On which episode? Samuel. 69. <laughs> ah, yeah. <laughs> I didn't even make that connection. I, I had no hype coming in. I forgot. Oh, I thought that's why you did the sex robots. Anyways, no, no. what a lucky little That was just me tidbit. in my spare time. Like I do. <laughs> Trying to see how much they were down to. Yeah. I've got a fucking Amazon reminder. I'm like, damn it, <laughs> Let me know when sex robots get under $15. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, like I said, First Samuel chapter twenty nine. Guess what? Last episode in First Samuel. I'm going to call it right now. Right? Oh yeah, We're getting we, through we this will thing. get through First. Only three chapters left. Yeah. It was just a bunch of bullshit, honestly. I don't know, man. I think, I think it's interesting. I think it's going to be a fun time to get at. Well, at least one of us is going to have fun. <laughs> Great. <laughs> I'm going to. I'm going to be dragged through this episode. <laughs> oh, screaming. I, I, let me ask you a question. Have you been doing any more of those? Um, have you been keeping up with uh, Google? Google, yeah. 
haven't in a couple episodes. I need to, to dive shit. back in there. He's well, he's been really hit or miss lately, and so that kind of discourages me. Oh, that fucking um, piece of shit too. That tell you what. <laughs> the, okay, good. Uh, so <laughs> I'll make sure that the uh, the second Samuel read through is more kugelized. Oh, well, let's let's pick up on it on the recap. Um, of course. It, oh yeah, I, we have the recap uh, coming out later in the week. Yeah, so yeah, I'll, I'll make sure that I'm ready to talk about Google on that. All right. Uh, so. I think I think Samuel has been the most exciting chapter of the Bible. I know Moses and the Book. Egyptians, whatever. Uh, I know Moses and the Egyptians gets most of the hype, and then we'll get to that Jesus character later. But maybe I feel like I feel like I don't know Saul and Samuel and uh, David. It, it it's a very interesting read. I, I I'm kind of uh, I'm kind of pleasantly surprised at how good of a story it's kind of wrapping up to. And it should only get better because if Samuel is, or sorry, if David is Anakin Skywalker, obviously making Samuel uh, Qui Gon Ben Kenobi. Yeah, whatever. <laughs> no, Qui Gon would be whoever adopted Samuel, Eli, or somebody. Uh, yeah, no, Eli no, 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 is no, no, Qui Gon no. Jinn. No, 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 Elijah. David's little fucking Anakin. And yes, he is sort of. And a, Saul is the emperor. Saul is fuck. No, god damn it. Saul is definitely <laughs> Obi Wan Kenobi. And no, he's uh, not. Samuel's Qui Gon. He's like the one that's oh, like, god hey, is this the is the fucking guy. And God's the emperor. Yeah, God's the God's the emperor. Guy. He's the Samuel cool. is he's all the Ben Sith. Kenobi though. How, how he didn't he didn't do anything. Sam- he didn't raise up David except for spit on him one time. Which is exactly what Qui Gon's. Qui Gon's like, oh, I like Anakin. Fucking raise him. And Obi Wan's like, what the fuck, man? I don't even like this kid. Oh uh, yeah. Yeah. See, I knew your analogy was. Shit. Oh yeah, and David, but and sort of Ben Kenobi kills him. Oh, oh, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, um, um, yeah, chapter twenty nine. What's sure. happening here? Um, so let's the, talk about David's situation. Where was he last? He was with uh, Atchish, right? He signed up for Team Atchish. Yeah, in the last episode, David had defected to the Philistines and was essentially murdering a lot of pseudo non-Jews, uh, yeah. but telling the Philistine king Achish that he was killing Jews. And Achish is like, you're a good boy. I like the way you kill all those Jews. That's like our favorite thing to do. We got so much in common. Um, yeah, team up. You're now like in my personal fucking retinue. Like you're my fucking head bodyguard. I love you. I love you, David. Yep. And then he ended up granting David and his 600 uh, vagabonds or whatever they are uh, their own town called Ziklag. So that's where they're set up now. And as it stood, uh, things are about to get spicy. Um, Oh, yeah. Also, I just remember the reason I brought up Star Wars is going to say this is just the prequels. All right. <laughs> the real Darth Vader story is yet to come is what I was getting at. Right, cool. Um, um, so as we OT. recall from the last episode, the Philistines and the Israelites are amassing for war. And the Philistines yes. have gathered at Afik. Afik. Whatever. Afik. Um, Afik legends. And the Israelites are encamped by a fountain which is in Jezreel. I don't know if this matters much, but David's other wife is a Jezreelite, so whatever. Gross. Anyway, uh, and all the lords of the Philistines are passing by in review by hundreds and by thousands, but David and his men passed in review at the rear with Achish. Yes, so as we had said, David got into Achish's good graces uh, and was basically inscripted to help Fight the Israelites. He's like, hey, you know those guys that are trying to kill you, David or Saul and his his people? Why don't you come help us fight them? 
boom, David is now, and his 600 men are now part of the army. So they leave all their wives and children and belongings back in Ziklag, which is interesting because the wives and children are never mentioned before, but that'll come into play later. Now, there's a problem. All the Philistine commanders go to Achish and they're like, yo, what the fuck? Why do we have a bunch of Hebrews in our column? Like, why are these guys part of our army? Um, this isn't, this isn't great. Atchis is on the defensive. He's like, hey, it's David, you know? Uh, yeah, he used to work for Saul, but Saul betrayed him. Like, he left Saul. He's on our team now. I haven't found yeah, anything wrong cool with him. Now. We love David. Yeah, punches, punches David in the shoulder. He's the, he's the man. But, uh, his, his underlings are not having it. The Philistine commanders are reasonably pissed off. Um, yeah, it, it is kind of interesting. Like, the, the, the princes of the Philistines are like, yeah. hey, that's David. The David who's literally famous for killing Goliath and killing all of us. And he's even still got Goliath's fucking sword. I mean, I, I don't understand. They'd be like. Yeah, he's what he's flaunting it around. Yeah, it'd be like, um, they'd be like, hey, why are you bringing on the guy that fucked your ex-wife? And he's still got like her perfume in her head. <laughs> <laughs> That's rude. Does it bother yeah. you, Akish? <laughs> and they bring up, they even, the Philistine commanders even bring up the uh, that age-old song that we've been singing. Uh, Saul has slain his thousands and David his tens of thousands. And they're like, and by the way, when they said tens of thousands, they meant us, right? <laughs> meant Those are the, we're the ones that he was slaying. Let's 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 take a moment to talk about that song because it has come up three times. It's about now. three times now. Yeah, yeah it, it initially came up because Saul heard it and was like, "Fuck, everyone's shitting on me. They love David. I don't like the way this is going at all." Yeah, uh, it came up again the last time that David, the first time that David came to the Philistines at Achish. They were singing, and he was like, oh, shit, they're singing that song. I got to hide. And he had to act like he was crazy. Yeah, and then now they've done it again. It, it, it's kind of interesting that, A, this is just the most popular song in the fucking region. Everyone's fucking heard it. It's so hot right now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And This is uh, a real Billie Eilish banger. And, B, none of the people the song is about seem to enjoy it. Like, like both Saul and David are like, fucking hate that song. <laughs> like, hate that well, the rabble like it. That's the thing. Yeah, that's yes. how pop songs always are, you know? So while, yeah, it's mass appeal is, is apparent, the real hip-hop heads, you know, the real, uh, the real uh, Tom, yeah, they, they're they not appreciating it. You know, Saul, Atchish's men, they're not about this song because they, they understand that it means David is better than them, and no one wants that. I guess. I mean, it also could just be like, hey, that's the guy that's famous for murdering the Philistines. Um, they specifically mention to it, uh, they tell they tell Akish, make this fellow return that he may go back to the place which you have appointed for him, and do not let him go down with us to battle, lest in the battle he become our adversary. You know? Yeah. And so they, uh, Akish oh, goes oh, to Oh, there's David. one last line. For with oh, yeah. what could he reconcile himself to his master? if not with the heads of these men. So maybe they're like, you're, you're literally putting us in a situation. We all know David is escaping from Saul, um, but couldn't it just be that the one thing to get back in the Israelite king's graces is to kill all the fucking princes and destroy the army of the Philistines? Like, you're, you're really playing with fire, Akish. And he's, they're dead right, right? They, they, I'm pretty sure that's what David would have done. Yeah. I mean, given David's the opportunity. A, David is a um, duplicitous piece of shit. And Atrish is an idiot, more importantly. Yeah. So Atrish goes to David, basically like, hey, buddy, like, I love you, right? I am all about you. You're cool. You haven't done anything wrong like by me. young Hitler. But, <laughs> good, okay, thanks. But, <laughs> that's going to become more and more apparent, actually. Um, my boys don't like you, right? So, it's, you know, it's like, the fellas, you come over, you weird them out. 
Um, it makes me think of that movie, My Friend Dahmer. Did you see that? Uh, no, not yet. Anyways, okay. Don, David's a real Jeffrey Dahmer. Is what <laughs> I, I like I like the theme here because basically David's like he the same shit that he said to Saul. Like the king comes up and is like, "Hey man, just so you know, uh, you gotta get the fuck out of here. Everyone hates you. Like yeah, you gotta fucking yeah. bail." And David, the same as he no said offense. to Saul, be like, "What have I done? Why does this keep happening to me? What have I done to gain your ire?" And it's stupid because we know what he's done. He's been going around killing like, <laughs> allies of Atrish secretly. Like, you know, he's full he's of like, shit. Like, he's like, hey, I noticed you're wearing a lot of fucking, like, uh, Amalekite foreskins. jewelry and shit. You got, like, I know you got Probably a necklace foreskins. full of foreskins. You, those are Jew foreskins? He's like, yeah. They were not good Jews. That's Wait a second. <laughs> Hold on. How'd that, how'd that happen? <laughs> like, it goes the other way. David, interestingly here, also calls Atrish my lord, the king, which I thought was interesting. Yeah. Um, really seems to be swearing fealty to this guy, but we all know it's an act. Um, uh, Atrish says, look, um, I know that you've been as pleasing to my eyes as an angel of God. Nevertheless, the Philistines are pissed off. You got to go back. Can you please go back to uh, to Ziklag, right? Back to your home. So yeah. sure enough, David and his men, they wake up early the next day, pack up. Um, and as the Philistines continue on to Jezreel to fight the Israelites, David and his 600 fellows go back to Ziklag. So they're headed home. I kind of like that Akish is like, you know, it's not you. It's me. I think you're great. You're as far as I'm concerned, you're an angel of God. And just, I guess all those princes are just butthurt that you killed their friends and family. Like (laughs) that's all. They just won't let it go. To me, it'd be like, you've got this ex-wife that everybody loved and then she like died. And then you just show up at Christmas and like, Hey everybody, this is Camila. You know, (laughs) like, yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah, so Dave and his men left, and they're in uh, back in Ziklash, whatever. Uh, yeah, and that's uh, chapter twenty nine in its entirety. Uh, I think it's kind of interesting because I felt like it, it seemed kind of interesting that it seemed like they were building this conflict between David and Saul. Saul's terrified that the Philistines are coming. David is in the army with the Philistines, about to fight Saul, and it almost seems like we're finally going to have that final conflict between Saul and David and like the Bible's just building up for it. It's gaining momentum. It's starting to build a fucking uh, vibe. And then at the last second, it just gets ruined. Yeah. But I think that if David hadn't been dismissed, he would have, he's in the, he's in the tail, right? right? I thought it was setting it up so that whenever the battle started, boom, suddenly the Philistines are pincered because the 600 Hebrews in the back start slaughtering them from behind boom and David probably sees it as a way to get back on Saul's good side because that's all he seems to care about. Yeah, it you just, know, it, he doesn't want to kill Saul. It just seemed like the story was setting up for some for kind something. of victory for Israel somehow. Yes, and, yeah. You know, like, but like, we hey, yeah, everybody won. The Death Star's exploded. <laughs> Everyone's good, you know. Uh, but we don't get that. So David gets sent back home. But we still get some blood, don't we? Because <laughs> chapter thirty opens up. Uh, it's been three days, and David and his men have finally reached Ziklag on foot. I guess it takes a while. Um, and guess what? The Amalekites, who we've met on uh, a time or two. should be utterly destroyed, but Correct. somehow. Correct. Probably for the fifth time now. Yeah. How many times do we have to destroy the Amalekites? And they keep coming back. I don't I don't really quite get it. I don't know if that's... They left one alive. That's what happened. Oh, uh, they left one time. guy alive, and somehow he... Uh, He's like, an amoeba. He was able like to asexually yeah, he, he just butted <laughs> off and created another colony of fucking Amalekites somehow. Yeah. Um, and that, just... how, that's not even one generation. You know what I mean? No. Like, Saul, Saul did it, it right? within his lifetime. Suddenly the Amalekites are, like, raiding whole towns. I don't get it. 
Was were the Amalekites the ones that he slayed that uh that was he the got one, in trouble because he took some of the cows or whatever? Yeah, that would be uh first Samuel fifteen. That was the one where like Samuel's like, Hey, I need you to fucking wipe out the Amalekites. And Saul wow. did it, but spared the king. So one king, King Agag of the Amalekites, was the only survivor uh in first Samuel fifteen. Saul, but they killed him. Saul goes north and south and kills every man, woman, and child. Except for a mm. gag, and then Samuel kills a gag. So there shouldn't be any fucking Amalekites left in the twenty some odd years since that event. But somehow, here they are, yeah, doing Amalekite shit. Yeah, the Amal- Amalekites specifically have showed up and raided Ziklag. So they raided the whole desert, I guess. But Ziklag being part of that, mm-hmm. and they're actually a lot cooler than the Israelites because instead of killing everyone, they took everyone. Um, so they took all the children and the women with them. It is kind of an interesting uh, – and they had taken captive the women and those who were there from small to great. They did not kill anyone but carried them away and went their way. So better men than God, certainly better men than Much Samuel better. and Saul, yeah. Now, granted, what were their intentions with these women and children they stole? Maybe not great. <laughs> Maybe they <laughs> would have been better off dead. I mean, it wasn't going to be summer camp, but it's better than getting stabbed you don't to know death, that. I think. I mean, well, I the been summer camp in the desert with the Amalekites? That'd be pretty fun. The Amalekites, who have somehow repopulated in 20 years from zero to a raiding party, at least. I bet they even have a bouncy <laughs> castle. It's probably a cool time with these fucking Amalekites. I'm starting to turn around them. But yeah, unlike <laughs> Saul and Samuel, the Amalekites spared every single person but took them into captivity the, and carried yes. them away. I want to underscore that. They killed not one. <laughs> that's such a that's such an impressive feat to raid in the day of like swords and spears, you raid an entire village and no like these guys have such good trigger discipline. I would I would, yeah, like I would honestly trust off. the Amalekites more than the NYPD. I trust they more are than Houston, the FBI. Houston police officers. <laughs> yeah. If I have an autistic guy in the street with I'm going to send an Amalekite. Yeah, I'm not going to send a fucking cop. <laughs> oh, Dude. shit, he's got a toy car. You know, send an Amalekite. I wish I was a, I wish I was a pastor just so I could build a sermon off that. <laughs> it's so awesome. How much better the Amalekites are than uh, the boys than in blue? Cops. Yeah. All right, good, good. Oh, man, we just lost all of our listeners. Who were police. <laughs> shit. Okay, so um, <laughs> David and his men basically are pissed, right? Uh, they're weeping aloud. Uh, until it says they had no strength left to weep. Tell you what, I, I can sympathize with them. I just saw Little Women. Okay. It got me. I was crying like a baby Never until I did. I ran out of tears. <laughs> you should see that movie. It's amazing. Oh, Everyone right, should. That's our uh, sponsor this week. <laughs> little Greta women. Gerwig is a saint. Yeah, little okay. midget ladies. Um, <laughs> yeah, so David. And, and, and the term that, is Little Women. <laughs> <laughs> little, actual Little Women. Midget bitches is not PC. <laughs> Anyway, uh, moving on, moving on. Uh, it also makes specific mention that David's two wives, uh, Ahinoam and Abigail, were both taken as well. Yeah, no shit. Everyone was taken. I like that First uh, uh, Samuel 36. Now David was greatly distressed, for the people spoke of stoning him, because the soul of all the people was grieved, every man for his sons and his daughters. But David strengthened himself in the Lord his God. Um to me, it's kind of an interesting bit because, yeah, I'd be fucking pissed at David, too. Like, yeah, like we were fine raiding the fucking Negev. Um, and all of a sudden it's like David's like, hey, guys, by the way, I'm best friends with the Philistines. You know, those guys we all hate because we're all Jews hate him. But now we're best buds. And also he wants us to go that, to war for him. 
Yeah, and then he joins up with the war, and then on this stupid fucking fight that's not theirs, in fact, against their own countrymen, Yeah, that's when this all goes south. So it's almost, to them, it almost feels like karma. It has to. Like, oh, yeah, look what you fucking did. Yeah, it'd be like if, like, Frodo and Bilbo, like, all the way went to fucking Rivendell, and they're like, oh, yeah, we figured out the ring, we're just gonna have the eagles take it home, and you're like, oh, okay, guess we'll just, (laughs) guess we'll just go back home, Cool. And then, but (laughs) but still, the Shire's destroyed. (laughs) (laughs) That's awesome. That'd be a great book. Oh, shit, I'm reading it now, but anyway. (laughs) (laughs) So David uh, goes to Abiathar, his his little priest for hire that he has, right? Um, And he says, hey, Bring me the Afad, which is the coin that they flip. I'll remind you. Well, it's a, um, it's a suit that has it's a, a coin on Coins it. for flipping. Yeah, yeah. It's a Ouija board. I, I, I'm going to give it the tone of something badass. Like all these men are like, our women, our children. Oh, my God. And David just like looks at Abiathar and is like, bring me the Afad. <laughs> bring, bring me the dice. <laughs> bring me God. <laughs> Time to roll them bones. So God shows up in the form of a coin that's flipped. Uh, and, and David asks him. Hey, should I pursue this raiding party? Which is kind of a fucking ridiculous ass question. Right. Like, should I let all the people I love and all of my men's women, wives, and children yeah, just me, get me, stolen me, into the two-faced? desert? Yeah, you have to consult a coin for this one. <laughs> <laughs> like, did David God, flip on a fod to decide whether or not he was going to raid all those people and <laughs> murder all? Those, like, I don't remember like when uh, Nabal was like, "Hey guys, I don't want to give you any fucking money. Get out of here." I don't remember like <laughs> David being like, "Hold on, let's see what God thinks about this." You know. <laughs> But like I'm picturing his his first uh, his first night with one of his new wives, and he's like I'm about to come get the afad. Where should I come? <laughs> <laughs> should I pull out? Wow. Actually, he had you cannot pull cannot out. Cannot pull out if yeah, you remember. That's, that's, that's how jo- Judah's sons got killed that that's way. That's why we don't flip a coin because we know exactly what we do. Yeah. Uh, do not. So anyway, yeah, he asks he asks Abiathar, who asked God for him this game of telephone. Shall I pursue this troop? Shall I overtake them? And God's like, yeah, bro, pursue, for you shall surely overtake them and without fail recover all. It, it, it's kind of a weird, I, it is just a fucking coin that they're flipping. It's a stone that can yeah. either be yes or no. I like how he's like, hey, flip a coin to decide whether or not I should try to like get our women back. And it can only land heads. And the guy's like, yeah, well, you, and you will definitely save all of them. Like, you got all that from the coin. Coin says yeah. that I'm gonna like all those details. Okay, fine. And well, you know, Abiathar, probably one of the women is Abiathar's wife. So yeah. <laughs> there wasn't a lot of choice for him. Yeah. Like, like, <laughs> like Abiathar's like, what? He was like, yeah, Abiathar, do you think we should go and like save your wives and daughters? He's like, yeah, let me just flip this coin. Hold on, I'm gonna do it in the tent uh, privately. <laughs> and it just like falls, he just puts his back to it. Like, yeah, it's good, it's good. We should all go do that thing that you asked. <laughs> they was like, go back in and see how many men I should bring. He's like, God said all of them already. <laughs> I, said I, take I, I asked him while I was in there earlier, and, uh, <laughs> just because I figured Bring that the question, strongest force you can. Yeah, I heard that question was coming. So David takes 600 men with him into the Besor Valley. Do you know where that is? Besor Valley? Nope. I didn't look that up. Don't give a shit. Uh, anyways, some of them stayed behind. There was 200 of them that were too exhausted to cross the valley. I'm assuming because they had just been marching with uh, Achish. That's going to be take a toll on you, right? Marching with the army. So 200 stay. David takes 400 and continues the pursuit. Eventually, they come across an Egyptian man in a field. They bring this guy, the, the soldiers bring him to David, and uh, and they give him some food, give him some water, you know, hook him up. Um, figs, and two clusters of raisins. Like, this kid's, he's, he's doing well. It actually sounds great. They basically give him the deconstructed Fig Newton, which you can get at a lot of hipster restaurants in Austin. Nice. Um, so, David... Uh, 
David brings, <laughs> I don't actually think that's true. He says, who are you? What, who do you belong to? Because obviously he's an Egyptian. He's not just a free man. <laughs> you got to <laughs> ask who he belongs to. Right. Yikes. Um, who do you belong to? Where do you come from? He says, I'm an Egyptian. I'm an Amalekite. Yikes. Okay, no. He, I'm an Amalekite slave. Uh, my master abandoned me while I was ill. Um, he's kind of a dick, obviously, we can assume. Right. But he's like, yeah, they're out on a raiding party. Um, we're the ones that burned Ziklag. Like, yeah, it was me. I did. I was part of that that team. And uh, so Dave was like, yeah, can you take me to these guys? Like, they abandoned you. You know, you'd think that's a pretty – good. that's a good easy guy to turn. He's like the uh, the hunchback in 300. Yeah. You know? Yeah. 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 The uh, guy says, yeah, swear to me that you won't kill me or hand me over to my master, which is obviously not really a possibility. Right. Um, and I'll take you down to him. So, yeah, the dude sees a way, a way to get back, which is pretty dope. His story would be kind of fun, actually. Uh, yeah, I guess. Yeah, I mean, he basically like his like I'm imagining like he's like his master's like, come on, we got these women to rape, and he's just like, master, I ate too many berries, and he's like, I told you not to eat those goddamn berries. And he's like, I got to poop, I got to poop over here. You know how Egyptians talk, and then they just fucking leave him in the woods while his pants are down. Yeah, and then three days of that food or water. Yeah, I mean it's fine. He's a <laughs> pretty like the worthless Revenant. servant. Though. Ooh, I mean, that's the movie The Revenant. The Revenant. <laughs> yeah, yeah, DiCaprio. He's like he's like, I'm gonna go get my fucking vengeance. Yeah. Yeah. Be All right. Um, so, so they, so this servant leads them to the Philistines, and there they were, spread out all over the land, eating and drinking and dancing, because of all the great spoil which they had taken from the land of the Philistines and from the land of Judah. That sounds so fucking fun. That would be pretty right? fun. Yeah. Like a pirate party is basically what that. Hell, like yeah, this man. is Tortuga from Pirates of the Caribbean. Um. <laughs> <laughs> uh, just having a blast. So I think we can guess what happens. Then David attacked them from twilight until the evening of the next day. God damn. Uh, okay, let's clear this something up here. There's 400 men in David's party. Right. I'm imagining the enemy force can't be a lot because there are no Amalekites. <laughs> so I can't imagine that now there's a, a billion army. of them. Ghost yeah. pirates. So let's say there's an equal force. I don't know. Maybe even as many as 600. I, I don't know because it, it states that... Um, so then David attacked him for uh, like 28 hours. I don't fucking know. I know. that's Not a man of them escaped, except 400 young men who rode on camels and fled. So, so like, And there were no survivors except for an, uh, a force as large as the army that an attacked them. An equal force. <laughs> yeah. So the point being, it took an entire 28 hours for that. Like, isn't that a little bit crazy? To kill 400 men? How slowly are you killing these guys? Like one a minute? I mean, one, they're spread out all over the land. Two, they're probably Fuck. running from you. Like, think about like a game of tag, army to army. You know, I, I don't think the Philistines are putting up much of a fight. They might just be like, oop, oop, don't catch me. And they're all like climbing up trees and shit. And you're like, ah, oh, damn it. We gotta just cut the well, fucking This fight down, sucks. Right? All I'm saying is this part is gonna be the hardest to recreate for our HBO series <laughs> on David. Uh, I'm just thinking some Benny Hill music. <laughs> <laughs> it could work. Right. I guess. Uh, real montage type situation. So so uh, four hundred men fled on camels, which is very fun. And yeah. uh, now now there are four hundred more Amalekites than existed before <laughs> it's all happened. Right? Yeah, somehow Again. somehow there's more anyway. Uh, At least next time there's a reason, you know? I guess. I don't know. Um, those uh, those 400 men that fled, they're probably going to get all radicalized, you know? They're probably going to turn to some <laughs> other religion that's in the area at the same time. And they're probably going to start like being like, well, we can't match them in you force. You think there was so another re- market or something? 
you know this is like 2000 years before Islam, right? Whoa. Why would Islam you think didn't I was come around to Islam? I was talking about like Oh, okay. So the, oh, you got me. <laughs> Damn, Grant. I'm just saying. All I was talking by... about was radicalized youths blown up markets, and you got to fucking it, make these grand leaps. It's a bunch of, it's a bunch of Zoroastrians. Yeah, you're right. Duh. Anyway, you're so stupid. Okay, so um, crazily enough, David recovers what every single person that had been missing. Yeah, every no one was coin, died. Their, their, their clothes were still intact. He's like, hey, this worked out. It took the Benjamites like eight hours to rape a woman to death, and these guys couldn't even pull it off over the course of days. With three days' time? Wow. Yeah. Pathetic. I wonder if there's a side That's, of the story. I know why they lost the war. <laughs> what mediocre rape that these guys are performing that they could Maybe they were cool, the though. Benjamites. You know, yeah, yeah, let's take a step back. The fact that no one died, maybe these women and families were better off. Maybe. I mean, maybe it was just like. Um, Maybe it's like Viking shit where they just like, oh, you're my uh, wife now. And they're like, and what do I got to do? Be like, well, uh, if you out. make me a fish dinner and play Cards Against Humanity afterwards, they're like, yeah, I could do that. Oh, hell yeah. <laughs> and our God is not a dick. Yeah, look at all these board <laughs> games they have. It's going to be a fucking great night. Oh, man. They're all pissed off when they see the Israelites coming <laughs> back. They're like, oh, oh no. God. Back to David. Back to having to share David with this bitch. <laughs> All right, all right, we have got to get through this book. Um, so yeah, anyway. Yeah. I mean, we're almost done, but yeah. Uh, so David took all the flocks and herds they had driven before those other, like, I don't know why the fuck I'm He just takes all the shit. And he says, specifically, this is David's plunder, which is funny, because when Saul killed the Amalekites, he got in trouble for keeping any of it. <laughs> right, yeah, but suddenly right? he's like, yeah, I'm taking all this shit. I don't have to do a big fuck mass you, sacrifice God. for God or nothing. Yeah. I, can just, I can just have it all, huh? <clears throat> uh, this is an interesting bit. So they go back to Brook Basor, I'm assuming, uh, and find the 200 men who were too tired to go the entire distance. Um, and yes. they all meet up, and David greets them. And then it says that a happy. bunch of fucking assholes. Then all the wicked and worthless men of those who went with David said, because these dudes did not go with us, they shouldn't get any of the spoil. Like, if you don't go to war, you don't get a fucking cut. Yeah, which, eh, I mean, it's fair, I guess. I don't know. I'd be worried about getting, like, a fucking, the beginning of, like, the Dark Knight situation. (laughs) Like, this guy wants to cut it to take, and he's not even going to show up. I'd be like, well, we're going to, I can definitely just take it from you if I wanted to. You know, here I have been sitting in this valley resting, and you've been fighting for, since twilight till the other night. I think I could. Yeah, but it sounded like it was a fun fight. Um, So David replies to them, listen, no, brothers, no, 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 no. This is what the Lord has given us. He protected us. He delivered us uh, these enemies into our hands and, and helped us take down the raiding party. Uh, wh- why would we listen to you guys? You're a bunch of dicks. These guys are, are just as much a part of the army. Nothing. You- Basically, the, the idea behind David's words is that you're not worthy. You didn't earn this. And it's true because most of the shit they do is God really pulling all the strings, right? They're not actually heroes. I wonder if we can take this kind of ideology like in the now. Like, if there's some guy with, like, a lot of money, and you're like, you need to give it to all the people. And he's like, no, I made this money. And we're like, no, no, no. God made God this money. God did. And oh, shit. I don't want my fucking peace, bitch. <laughs> Ooh, I actually like that a lot. God socialist. This is some real Let's Jim Jones shit, Let's eat the fucking shit, rich actually. everybody. Yeah. Um, okay. So, basically, David scolds all of his fellas, and he's like, look, uh, I'm going to make a new statue and ordinance that all the, the spoils get shared. Which is cool. It's communism. But... 
you know, communism is also well, I don't know. Also only for atheists. I mean, um, but as his part, as who goes down to the battle, so shall his part be who stays by the supplies. They shall yeah. share alike. So I don't yeah. think it's like saying that, like, hey, the guys that did fucking nothing get a share. I think it's like, hey, the guys that maintain our food and water and supply lines are just but that's, as important. But that includes guys. everyone. I guess. that No one's left out of that. So um, it is, it is, there aren't any nothing people in this. It is in kind that. of interesting that David, uh, with an army of, I don't know, like farmers and workers and those types, is essentially uh, reclaiming the means of production and distributing wealth amongst the people. I don't know. Seems kind of an interesting uh, character. Yeah. Yeah. Quite a guy. I think it's the it's funny because if you actually do approach uh, uh, evangelical at this point, it's always well that was you know they needed to do that to survive and they were all a you know a, hom- a homogenous society, right, right. so it's okay then. Yeah. But we have too many of those people that would yeah, take yeah. the money. I mean, to their to their point, uh, let's get to this next verse here. Um, so when David came to Ziklag, he sent some of the spoil to the elders of Judah, to his friends saying, here is a present for you from the spoils of the enemies of the Lord. And then like the rest of this uh, chapter is just him divvying out uh, goods to like Bethel, Roma, Jatter, uh, Aurora, Sifmoth, Eshetal, a whole bunch of the sure, guys sure, sure. on the call or whatever. Uh, he sends it all over the, the Israelite world. Basically, it's a bribe. At that point. So, so it is fair to say that he has got this blessing from God, and then Amelia's like, yes, my homies, and you get a taste, and you get a taste, and you get a taste, but no. You got to grease all the hand, the palms, dude. Yeah, you know, like grease it's the a, palms. He's, he's won the lottery, and now he's uh, bribing some politicians, like you do. And that's the end of 30. He's like, we should lower now. taxes on the ultra-rich. <laughs> now we go into chapter 31, the final chapter in the book of First Samuel. Oh, shit. Does it really feels anticlimactic, though, because then we're just going to start Second Samuel, and it's like, ugh. <laughs> um, so, what's happening? The Philistines are fighting the Israelites, right? So, in, while David's going off, fighting the raiding party, and getting back his women and children, um, of course, the Philistines kept marching. They got to, uh, what, Jezreel? Jezreel? Whatever it's called. They Jezreel? get to that place. Jezreel. Yeah. And uh, they fight the Israelites. Um, it says many fell dead on Mount Gilboa. The Philistines are in hot pursuit of Saul and his sons, just killing the shit out of them. They kill guess who? Jonathan. The boy Jonathan. Yeah. Yep. Poor fella. The Philistines. They kill, kill Abinad. Yeah. Go ahead. Yeah. Jonathan, Abinadab, and Malkishua. That's his three sons. Right. The fighting grew fierce, and basically Saul is now surrounded. Um, archers overtook him, and they wounded him critically. So Saul is fucked. Up. He's all fucking shot up with archers. His sons have been killed in front of him. It's kind of got a real Game of Thrones vibe, you know? Like, yeah. like all Saul really wanted to do was protect Israel. I, I really see him as kind of like a... Uh, He's a tragic hero. I see him as like a Stark, if we're going to sure. compare it to Game of Thrones. Like, I, like I is said, he a perfect a guy? No. But he's not yes. fucking bad. I mean, I, I think he, he's trying his fucking best. I don't. He's think... better than he's better than God or the Israelites deserved. Yeah, I'm gonna. I'm gonna. My 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 book has this fucking stupid um, <laughs> King Saul's decline and fall. A list of all the sins he did, but um, it, it it's really gross. Shit. Yeah, but I, I don't think it, it's important to note that Jonathan, for whatever his love for David, uh, is killed along with all the rest of them. Yeah, um, I totally. You totally expect to see him. 
alive and well at the end of all this, yeah, but not. I kind of wondered what was going to happen to Jonathan, but he dies at the hands of a bunch of Philistines. Uh, which means we really missed out on the whole, like, um, David goes on the battlefield, the Philistines are, like, stabbing and spears and cutting people up, and he's just like, oh, shit, there's he's Jonathan. Pulled, saves Jonathan. Yep. You know what, That's though, this tells day. me? The message that I'm getting loud and clear from the Bible, which they're not going to really tell you in church, I think, is that this means the sins of your father are he- way heavier on your soul than your own good deeds. Because Jonathan was a good man. We never heard a single fucking bad word about him. He and helped save David. He argued with his dad. His dad almost tried to kill him. I mean, he saved Israel that one David. time with his armor bearer. Yes. Jonathan is the fucking man, but it doesn't matter. He's Saul's son, and that's all that matters at the end of the day. Right. You know? So Saul gets hit up. by archers, and he's severely wounded, and he tells his armor bearer, draw your sword and thrust me through with it, lest these uncircumcised men come <laughs> and thrust me through and abuse me. So Saul knows what the fuck these Philistines are okay. He's a Benjamin. So says, he's a Benjamin. He knows what's up. He says before these air quotes, uncircumcised fellows kill me. What do you think he, at, what slur do you think he actually said before they edited it out? <laughs> these uncut fucks. <laughs> <It was> like, <laughs> something very racist, I assume. <laughs> these anti your dick motherfuckers. <laughs> Oh, uh, okay. So the armor bearer is scared and is apparently the worst armor bearer ever. That's your main job, right? Yeah. Like whenever you're the president or whenever you're Secret Service, you know that's your most your first duty is if the president Kill tells the president. you to shoot him, you have to do it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but the armor bearer <laughs> couldn't do it, so Saul's like, "Fuck it, I'll do it myself," and he takes <laughs> the sword and falls on it and commits yes. suicide. Very Obi-Wan. Yeah, fuck it. Of him. And when his armor bearer saw that Saul was dead, he also fell on his sword and died with him. So Saul, his three sons, his armor bearer, and all his men died together that same day. Hell yeah. Nah, just kidding. I'm going to miss Saul. He was uh, he was one of my favorite characters in the David story. Yeah, for he, sure. He's kind of, and the rest of the chapter basically just ends it. Um, when the men of Israel saw who were on the other side of the valley and those who were on the other side of the Jordan saw that the men of Israel had fled and that Saul and his sons were dead, they forsook the cities and fled and the Philistines came and dwelt in them. So basically Israel has fled from the battle. Saul, their king is dead. All his children are dead. His line is destroyed. And they're like, fuck it. Let's get out of town. And the Philistines just move up into their cities. And then the Philistines have one last flex on Saul. Uh, They... As they're occupying these towns, they find Saul's body. They strip him of his clothing, cut off his head, um, and then they sent messengers throughout the land of the Philistines, uh, sorry, proclaiming the news um, that in the temples of their idols and among their people. Uh, Yeah, they put his armor in the temple of the Ashtoreths, which we know suck, and they fastened his body to the wall of Beth Shan. which sounds cool, I guess. When the inhabitants of Jabesh Gilead, which is where Saul is from, uh-huh. heard what the Philistines had done, valiant men arose, traveled all night, pulled Saul's body and the bodies of his sons from the wall, took him back to Jabesh, burned him, and then buried his bones under the Tamarish tree at Jabesh and fasted seven days. Saul is beloved. I don't think. Yeah, he's a great guy. Yeah, and that's... he was a great leader. He stood up for his people. He fell on his sword like a boss. Dude, <laughs> that's how I want to <laughs> He could have got away, you know? Yeah. Nah, he's a good captain. I mean, he died fighting on the front lines, then got shot the fuck up, and then think just about was like, this. you know what? I'm not going to let them rape me, then took his own life. Think think about Saul's reign, that he literally not only went up against one of the, the Israelites' greatest enemies, 
physical enemies, right? The Philistines. Right. Throughout his life, during his reign, he also defied God full on and fought God for the good of the people his entire life and stood up to it. Normally, God just straight up toasted dudes, you know? I guess, yeah, I guess you either... He was... Was God afraid of Saul? I think you either die a hero or live long <laughs> enough to see yourself the villain. <laughs> Uh, great. Uh, we needed one more movie reference. Yeah, would, it would have been complete. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I, I don't know. It's kind of interesting. So Saul dies, and it just causes massive shockwaves of destruction in Israel. And yeah. they cut off his fucking head, drag him and his children's body. Jonathan is tied up to a fucking wall with the rest of them. Hot. And it's up to a bunch of uh, Benjamites to run over and rescue Saul's fucking corpse. Got to say, uh, the Benjamites now, after seeing Saul's legacy and the valor of his men to rep- rescue his dead corpse, his corpse. I give him a pass. Uh, totally redeemed. Everything they've done is cool now. Yeah. <laughs> I will, you know, something like that. <laughs> uh, but yeah, that's, whew, that's the end of first Samuel. Um, it's a, it's a good, it's a good fucking book, I guess. I, I, nice I'm going to give it a thumbs up. So at the end of first Samuel. Thanks Roger Ebert. <laughs> kind of like, um. Is it re, re, uh, the Empire Strikes Back kind of? Oh, no. Yeah, you know what I mean? Like, you know how like at the end of Empire Strikes Back, Han Solo is in fucking cased in carbon. Yeah, everything's and, fucked up. Uh, Luke has his fucking hand cut off. Uh, Leia gets kidnapped, whatever. You know, you're like, ooh, what? How the fuck is that going to work out? Whoa, Leia got kidnapped. Oh, this is all coming. We need to actually figure out which character is which. Because <laughs> yeah. it probably well, all lines like, up perfectly. Just like that. Uh, at the end of First Samuel, Israel has been uh, wrecked by the Philistines. The Philistines are taking over their cities. Their king Saul has been killed, and there's no one left to take his place. And um, David is essentially, I, I want to say, shamed. In yeah, uh, he's he's stuck in the Philistines, and all the good that he thought he did, it's worth nothing. The princes fucking hate him. He didn't make any real friends other than the king, you know. Yeah. And it's kind of created this sort of status quo that cannot exist. You know, it's kind of fun. Like, I wonder what is going to happen in Second Samuel. Yeah, Second Samuel, which I'll go ahead and warn you, is still not going to have fucking Samuel in it because he died a long-ass time ago. <laughs> not even his ghost. What a, what a misnomer. There's not a single book called David, all right? This was their chance, and they call it Second Samuel. Fucking idiots. I wonder if Samuel wrote the last half of the book when he was in ghost mode. You know? Oh. <laughs> He's like, everybody's, yeah. like, the media's just, like, sitting there, like, feeding Saul, and then Samuel's just like, hold on, and they're just like, you got any pen and paper? I gotta fucking... <laughs> I'm gonna write this down. Yeah, like, is that, is your friend gonna leave Saul? <laughs> and he's like... <laughs> Perhaps. Uh, let's... Well, I don't want to dig too deep into what we talked about, because we gotta do that later this week for a recap of the book. Yeah, let's, uh, right? let's recap a little bit here. King Saul's decline sure. and fall. These are the, one, two, three, four, five, six, uh instances that my bible lists as saul's decline the first was the presumptuous sacrifice which uh had the result of loss of kingdom foretold so that was the um, first thing that happened was that he made a wrong sacrifice and for that he lost the whole kingdom the second was is if we recall um saul made that curse like whoever eats on the battlefield is gonna be Uh, fucking cursed to die and, and Jonathan um, did it. And Jonathan did it. So I think they're trying to say that Jonathan dying here is the result of Saul's fucking curse like 20 fucking Jesus years Christ. So fucking stupid. What a just grasping for the <laughs> dumbest straws. Spared a gag and his flocks, which also is loss of kingdom. So he loses his kingdom twice. So fucking stupid. 
Okay. Um, in 28.6, we see he has unanswered prayers. Uh, in 2019, <laughs> that's how much children are born. He visited a medium, and then the final thing that Saul did to show what a bad guy he was is he committed suicide. What? That was badass. Yeah, I thought it was badass too. But they're like, oh, look what a fucking what a bad guy Saul is. If he was a real man, he just would have let them rape him. I mean, it's not his fault. It's because of his stupid armor bearer is a coward. Yeah, idiot. A double coward too, because first he doesn't kill Saul, and then he does kill himself. Like, what the <laughs> Well, you're mad what am I to- paying you for? <laughs> <laughs> well, you're mad enough to kill yourself, but you won't kill me? What a fucking coward. I hate this guy. <laughs> uh, Philist- he should have asked one of the Philistines to do it. Oh, yeah. If he. <laughs> <laughs> oh, wait. I'm back where I started. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> oh, shit. Uh, what a stupid funny, book. Funny, 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 funny. Yeah, uh, so it doesn't sound like anyone's having a real good time. Um, no, no. It's not a good dead. time. Dave's in charge of a bunch of shithole. Yep. Fun, fun, yes, fun, fun, is. fun. Nice, nice quick episode. Yeah. And we'll pick it up next week with uh, Second Samuel, Chapter 1. Holy shit. Episode 70. Wow. Yeah. Keep an eye out for our But first we'll have uh, recap. a recap. Yeah. Yeah. Should be fun. All right. Well, folks, if you don't already, follow us on Twitter, at Revelations. If you want to send us an email, you can do that, revelationspodcast at gmail.com. And I know we've talked about a lot of, like, heavy stuff tonight and i just want to really to some of our audience out there if you're feeling low and you're feeling shame that you don't have enough money to pay for a sex doll <laughs> there is nothing wrong with masturbating with your hand just like god intended <laughs> yeah that's as the lord as the lord intended the lord indeed. provides <laughs>